This is Tristan. And this is Justin. For the Space Bros Podcast. Sega. Got a lot of news to go over today. Mm-hmm. Um, notably, it's the 30th anniversary of Return of the Jedi. Yes, it is. Which is hailed usually as the best movie in the series. What? That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Empire. Yeah. Uh, it was my favorite third movie. Third best I was a kid. movie? <laughs> yeah. It was maybe third or fourth. Well, third. Yeah. Yeah. It's third. I uh, actually like the original series the best between all three of them. But. Sure. Yeah, that's yeah, good. You know, whatever. Whatever floats your boat. As a kid, I was really into Return, too. Mm-hmm. That was my had, jam. The, yeah, fucking, the most Ewoks. animals in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. There's animals in it. The most animals. <laughs> most animals per second. Yeah. So here's uh, 30 facts about uh, Return of the Jedi that I thought were all pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, most Star Wars fans mo- know the movie was filmed under the title Blue Harvest, Horror Beyond Imagination to Avoid Publicity. But it's less known that the, the bogus title was a play on Dashiell Hammett's 1929 movie or novel Red Harvest, which was set to be an influence for Akira Kurosawa's Yojimbo, which yeah. is cited as an influence for Star Wars. So seems like a roundabout yeah, kind of bit of like information there. Six degrees of separation. Mm-hmm. But, uh, despite the credits, Richard Marquard uh, sure. may not have directed all the movie. George Lucas directed some footage. Okay. So, mm, I believe it. Um, Speaking of connections to classic movies, Emperor Palpatine making his first appearance in the flesh, he was just bits and bites in that hologram in Empire. And Uh he was portrayed by a different actor who was at first named the character, uh, first first named after the character in Taxi Driver, but his name was changed to avoid potential legal issues. Interesting. So, that's weird, too. Um, Named after a character in Taxi Driver. I don't know which character, they don't say. Yeah. Um, After... Oh, and speaking of Mark Quand, he wasn't the first choice for Jedi, or the second, or even the third. Steven Spielberg, David Cronenberg, and David Lynch were ahead of them. Can you imagine a Cronenberg <laughs> Star Wars movie? Like, yeah, or a David Lynch one. Yeah, this would be weird. Huh. I wonder why Spielberg didn't do it. Yeah, I don't know. He was busy working was, on yeah, Indiana working Jones on shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Ewoks occasionally speak Tagalog, uh, although most of their dialogue is loosely inspired by Kalmuk, a language spoken in Mongolia. I'm looking up what Tagalog is right now. Yeah. Uh, is it Tagalog. Like? Mm-hmm. Uh, spoken as a first language by a quarter of the population of the Philippines. Okay. Huh. Okay. Um, Ewok is derived from the Na- Native American tribe, the Miwok, indigenous to Northern California redwood forests in which the ender scenes were shot. So, mm. that makes sense. Uh, okay. I guess. Um... I just lost that article entirely. No. Endor comes from the Bible and is a village visited by King Saul before the final battle with the Philistines. Oddly enough, it also makes an appearance in J.R. Tokens, Lord of the Rings, as the elvish name for Middle Earth. Hmm. Is Endor. Right, I guess. right, hmm. yeah. Okay. Ewoks were a late addition to the Star Wars mythology. Their part in the story was to be played by the Wookiees, but uh, by the time Lucas and his partners sat down to record Return of the Jedi, they realized that because Chewbacca could fly the Millennium Falcon, repair the ship, and operate pretty much any weapon or machine known in the universe, they made the Wookiees' technology too advanced for the plot. <laughs> I mean, as, I guess. It would have been so much more interesting, though. It would have made a hell of a lot more sense if uh, the Wookiees were fighting the Stormtroopers because you'd be like, yeah, I believe yeah. that they mm-hmm. would be able to take down an ATST or like <laughs> yeah. entire troops of Stormtroopers. Like, it's, it's kind of nonsense. And they still... Later on, you know, in the, on, and not in the movies so much, but like in the um, lore in general, the Wookiees mm-hmm. kind of seem like they still use crossbows and like, yeah, you know, semi primitive. Mm-hmm. So they should have just left it Wookiees. And it seemed like Chewbacca was an anomaly. Like he was above and beyond the skills of his tribe. That's why he went to go travel the universe. I suppose, yeah. Yeah, and most of his, you know, his family was like, right. That's the Christmas special. So I don't know about and you know another lore, but I, I, yeah, they should have kept it Wookies. Mm-hmm. 
the least favorite part, my least favorite part in this movie is when Chewbacca does the Tarzan yell. Yeah. He goes, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> in a, in what is either an amazing planning or more likely complete coincidence, the one word C-3PO says in the Ewok or in Ewok's language is Naboo, which is later revealed as a Phantom Menace, the home of Luke and Leia's mother. So he says Naboo that in, word at in, some point, but it's in the Ewok language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of just nonsense. Yeah. Oh, look at that! What a coincidence. Yeah. Uh, the lyrics to the song the Ewoks perform at the end of the movie, the words everyone <laughs> heard as "yub nub." Yeah. Were written by none other than Joseph Williams, son of composers or son of Star, Star Wars composer John, uh-huh. and lead singer with Toto. He's the lead singer of Toto. Yeah. That's more interesting than the yub dub. Uh, please of make a mashup of, of this song in Toto's Africa as soon as possible. Let's see. When the scenes of post-victory celebrations around the galaxy were added in the 1997 special edition re-release, it was less a case of George Lucas tampering and more a case with him fixing something that was missing from the original version of the movie. Lucas and co-writer Lawrence Kasdan had wanted to show Coruscant celebrating in the uh, Empire originally, but unable to come up with a name for the city, dropped the entire the idea entirely. Hmm. Okay. It was uh, Timothy Zahn that came up with the name in his Heir to the Empire novel that the Imperial Capital had a name. So, so they just couldn't come up with a name. No, they, so uh, like, what do we call it? Uh, we'll just leave it out. Yeah, we don't have time for that. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. weird. Uh, both lightsabers used in the movie were repurposed props from earlier movies. Darth Vader's lightsaber was a Luke Skywalker saber from Empire Strikes Back because all of Vader's had been mysteriously disappeared be- between the movies. Luke's new lightsaber was originally one of Obi Kenobi's, Obi-Wan Kenobi's used throughout the Star Wars movies. Who's got those lightsabers? Yeah, what someone doing with them. them? They're like, oh shit. It's like how long do you, you can't even mm-hmm. hold on to it? It's like stealing, you know, the, the Mona Lisa. The scream or yeah. the Mona Lisa. <laughs> uh-huh. You can't do anything with it. So be like, check that out. Check out my basement, dude. Who else got high? Look at my lights over. <laughs> it's going to be discovered in somebody's basement, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, decades from now. Um, Yoda was to sit this one out, but he was added after consultation with child psychologists made George Lucas decide he needed an independent character to confirm Darth Vader's claim that he's Luke Skywalker's father. Uh, oh, okay. okay. So, <laughs> By a child psychologist had to say that? Yeah. Not just a writer? Right. So I don't know if they screen screen it with some like some psychologists or something or yeah how they, they were like you opinions? can't you can't yeah. make kids think that just anybody can come up to them and be like i'm your dad yeah <laughs> that's true <laughs> that they need to believe they have to hear it from a third stranger yeah. like mm-hmm. <laughs> he doesn't know no he's your dad yeah. yeah you know that guy that like you you met in the in the woods in the forest and you trained with him for like a week he knows who your dad is mm-hmm. so you should believe him that's weird <laughs> Yeah. Well, I guess that makes sense if you only hear it from one person. Sure. Nobody else is going to tell you. Yeah. But you think you could just be like, I, I feel it. Like, mm-hmm. I use the force. Yeah. And I feel a connection to this person as opposed to, like, why is it a child psychologist? That's the weird part to me. Mm-hmm. I can understand a writer being like, you should probably have somebody come in and be like, right. You know, I just have Yoda confirm this. So we don't go through this entire story and there's this giant plot where it's like, <laughs> he's probably, he could not be his dad. He doesn't know. <laughs> Like, huh? Uh, in the radio a- adaptation broadcast of the movie on NPR in 1996, Lord Yoda. Whoa, what the Yo- Lord Yoda? Lord Yoda was played <laughs> by John Lithgow. Oh, <laughs> okay. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> John Lithgow. All right. Um, the reasoning behind the switch from the title "Revenge of the Jedi" to "Return of the Jedi" is murky, with various motivations given by various people at various times. Mm-hmm. One story is, uh, has it that the switch was returned to the movie to its original title after Lucas temporarily changed it when Kazan complained that Return was too weak. So, I don't know. Which one would you like? Return, Revenge of the Jedi? Well, I like the the reasoning of, you know, Jedis don't take revenge. Yeah, that's so what I think, too. Uh-huh. You can't have Sith it be revenge. Of the, right. A Sith would, but not a Jedi. Mm-hmm. It'd be returning. Right. I'm back. Not yes. like, I'm back. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and plus yeah. it makes sense. You know, he's the one. There are no more Jedi, and he's returning as the one Jedi. So mm-hmm. and yep. then you build up the story afterwards. It's like, more Jedi are going to be coming around, which we'll yep. see in the new movies, whatever. Yeah. But So, yeah, I, th- I believe that reason, not uh, the, it's not uh, 
too strong. Mm-hmm. What, what was that reasoning? It sounded too weak. Return sounded too weak. And so they wanted to go to revenge, but then they went yeah. back to return? And then they went back to return because they, they didn't. They were like, oh, Jedi's don't get revenge. Interesting. Okay. Um, 17. The only cast member to shoot new material for the 1997 re release was Femi Taylor. Uh, she played Ula, the slave girl fed to the Rancor in Jabba's palace. So that woman, uh, yeah. Twi'lek woman, uh-huh. who got killed by, fed to the Rancor, was the only person to reshoot out of the whole cast. What did she reshoot? I think one of those scenes where she's getting pulled. Oh, sure. Into oh, the, yeah, yeah. Okay. By her neck or something with the chain. Crazy. Um, they also, she was still that fit. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> 15 years later. Nice. Um, her nice. scenes in the special <laughs> edition are a mix of new and original footage. So they did shoot some original stuff. Uh-huh. They didn't feel like it was enough, so they re-added some stuff later. Crazy. All right. Oh, that stupid scene where that woman is singing. Mm-hmm. That alien with yeah. the big lips. Yeah. Oh, I hated that part. Um, <laughs> Carrie Fisher's infamous slave girl outfit was reportedly a stylistic response to her alleged complaints that the outfit she wore in the first two Star Wars movie made disguise... Uh, the first two outfits that were made disguised the fact that she was a woman. Right, because you couldn't tell so, that she was a woman yeah. with her free-flowing breasts yeah. in the first one her, that she duct-taped up. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Yep. Her choice, huh? I guess. Um, That's good. I mean, it kind of leaves out, you know, George Lucas was being completely sexist in a child film. Yeah. Like, <laughs> look, well, it was her choice. That's what she wanted. Weird. Okay, so, yeah, they... Uh, Adding to the Star Wars movie's accidental misogyny, the few women flying spacecraft from the Rebellion were edited out for return for unknown reasons. So yeah, there were that was a release yeah, last we, year. We talked about that before. Right. How they had female pilots in there too. I really should have put them in when he did the re-release. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, whoever returned to Jedi does not hold the dubious honor of being the first Star Wars movie to feature more than one woman who was more than a background extra. Take a bow, Mon Mothma. Mm-hmm. Uh, you broke new ground in a galaxy that's uh, genuinely embarrassing to admit. So, uh, Princess so Leia is the only named female character in the first two Star Wars movies. So, okay. there were female characters in the background and stuff, but she's sure. the only one that had credits. Uh, the voice of Boosh, Princess Leia's bounty hunter costume in Jabba's Palace, was provided by Pat Welsh. Uh, Welsh's only other work as uh the voice of et was voice of et yeah yeah that's funny creepy that's the noises he makes sure yeah, yeah he does a lot of that. <laughs> he had a creepy creepy voice uh-huh. um the shots of darth vader's uh funeral pyre were shot last minute long after the end of the initial filming and close to lucas's skywalker ranch what you're saying so, hmm they're like, oh, we gotta, we gotta come back and add this. Oh. <laughs> I think you lost your Lucas. Oh, man. That's a bad one. Yeah. Uh, David Prowse, the unusually tall actor who played Darth Vader throughout the series, didn't film any of the lightsaber battle scenes in Return of the Jedi and said he was uh, replaced by stuntman Bob Anderson, mm-hmm. who was considerably shorter than Prowse, who wore platform boots. <laughs> Gene St- Simmons style? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, this is my favorite one. It's a trap, which arguably features the most famous line in the movie was incredibly not in the screenplay. The line was scripted as, it's a trick. Oh. <laughs> which was changed <laughs> post-filming. Trap is a little better. Yeah. I can't, with that Darth Vader stuff, like he couldn't mm-hmm. do, it's not like those lightsaber sequences were that intensive. No. He couldn't do that? I guess not. That seems weird. I guess maybe it's just easier to be like, have this person do it since you're in full mm-hmm. costume anyway. So you don't have to like yeah practice over and over again make shooting easier that seems weird well i don't think <laughs> like, well they had probably a stuntman from mark hamill scenes too maybe i think they did if well, why wouldn't they for, say that if they have one for darth vader they're gonna have one for well, mark why, hamill why wouldn't they say mark hamill had a stuntman he was a lot younger uh yeah he probably could have done it i don't know i think they had why wouldn't they just be like both were stuntmen <clears throat> <laughs> mm-hmm. so uh during the writing of the film, Mark Hamill speculated the film would include Luke Skywalker's turn to the dark side and eventual redemption, but it's unclear whether that was wishful thinking on his part or he wanted that plot point generally considered. So they teased that yeah, during the movie itself, um, but it never was like fulfilled the way that he, I think he thought it was going to be. Yeah, I mean, he shows up in Jawa's palace a little, a little angry, a little mm-hmm. disheveled. Yeah. 
You know, you could see how that would happen. Wearing all black. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like they Newly tease it scarred. like he yeah, might have been, you know, falling towards the dark side. Sure. <clears throat> but then, ha-ha, guess what? No. Nope. Uh, an early version of the movie was to end with Luke walking off alone, leaving his friends behind in a true gunfighter samurai fashion. The idea was dropped in favor of a happier ending. So. Uh, another party ending. Uh-huh. Fireworks and shit. Yeah. Uh, Harrison Ford wanted Han Solo to die in the movie, sacrificing himself to save his friends. Uh, George Lucas vetoed that idea, even though co-writer Lawrence Kasdan supported it. Kasdan suggested that Solo not survive being thawed, in part to make the audience believe that no one was safe in the final film. How how would the expanded universe have taken that? Yeah, though? it wouldn't have then. Who would Leia have laid up with? Uh-huh. Akbar. <laughs> <laughs> Who, who do you think she would have stayed with? I don't know. She would have uh, she gone have had with Lando. A, yeah, yeah, she could have gone with Lando. Hello, why, what do we have here? I see Han's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Time to sneak in. Let me crack open a Colt 45. You know, Han would have wanted us to be together. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, another idea that was abandoned early on was uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi returning from the dead and made into an early draft of the script. I don't know how they would do that. Yeah. Other than being a force ghost. Right. Well, he did. I mean, his his Jedi death was a bit odd, just disappearing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he could have made it up full, some story, I guess. Full force, yeah. Oh, he teleported out or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I could see how that could have happened. Okay. You never saw me die at all. Right. It was an illusion. Uh, one more abandoned idea. There were rumors that the final scenes were to mirror the ceremony of Star Wars finale, but instead of Luke, Han, Chewie getting medals, we'd witness the marriage of Han and Leia. So, hmm. Uh, although this never happened, their marriage became part of the Star Wars canon and serves as a basis for developments in the comic book and novel spinoffs. Right. Yep. Um, the arms holding the lightsaber in the poster for Return of the Jedi aren't Mark Hamill's. <laughs> okay. As most assume, those are Lucas. Uh, those are Lucas guns holding the weapon. It's guns. Yeah. So that's George Lucas holding the weapon. Sure. And that his hand. Uh, movie poster. Yeah. But it's just his hand, right? Yeah, it's not his gun. You wouldn't say it was his gun. <laughs> no. That's a weird phrasing. <laughs> yeah. Those are Lucas's guns holding the weapon. Mm-mm. Nope. So those, those aren't are, guns. Uh, those are... That's a fist. It's a fist. It's a <laughs> hand. Uh, so those are 30 interesting facts about Return of the Jedi from Wired, which was, I thought was a pretty cool article. Yeah, some of them were pretty good. Mm-hmm. I didn't really think about. But... Huh. All right. Here it's a some, trick. Uh, it's a trick. <laughs> Battle stations. Um, okay, so here's some more news coming at you. There's a Star Wars card game coming out in 2014, mm-hmm. made by the company. Uh, let's see, what is their name again? Fantasy Flight. Yeah, Fantasy, Fantasy Flight. Flight. They do a lot of a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Big company. I mean, there's currently a Star Wars game out there, a card game. I don't know who does it, but so they're mm-hmm. just making another one. And there's also the miniatures game, which has been pretty successful, which I think they're mm-hmm. doing too. Um, it's they do uh, tabletop games, right? miniatures, card playing, role playing games, stuff like that. They've done Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, Warhammer, and all that jazz. Um, but it's a living card game, so it's not a trading card game or collectible card game. It's more like magic. Then, So they'll continue to come out with packs? Yeah. But mm-hmm. you can buy extra cards, so they'll expand, basically. Yep functions more the same way but the cards are not collectible uh, the player still creates a customized deck based on the cards he has but when he purchases the game every box comes with the entire selection of cards from that set oh, no so card is not, more rare than the other so it's not like how does that make that a living card game <laughs> uh probably because that seems like the opposite because with yeah. other card games if they're collectibles and you buy packs and they do expand mm-hmm. so this is maybe hmm. they just mean that you can combine all the decks maybe and uh I don't understand that. <laughs> okay, so, okay, here's how it goes. How is it different from Magic the Gathering? Sure. Uh, when you purchase the game or an expansion, you get that entire set of cards. Right. So you're not buying hundreds of small packs. Okay. Um, and then deck building is much simpler. The cards are broken up into six-card objective sets, and you include ten or more of these in a deck. So that instead like of a- narrowing it down to 16 individual cards, you're choosing ten sets. Okay. Okay. So a living card game is not what it sounds like. 
The it's collectible that, yeah. card games are the ones that have expansion packs. Yes. The living card game is just a static pack that they, you buy the box and you get all the cards. Yeah. It okay. sounds like so you don't have to keep buying packs to try and find rare shit. Okay. Like in Magic, how some cards are worth hundreds of dollars. I wonder why they go with living. That's just the the, to- the term that they coined. Interesting. Yeah. All right. I would have gone with something else like a static card game. Mm-hmm. Not living. Yeah. Well, static <laughs> makes it sound boring, I guess. I don't know. True. That doesn't make it sound but boring. But the cards themselves look a lot like magic cards. So mm-hmm. if that's what you're into, check it out. 2014. Um, it's going to be 40 bucks or less. Um, really and then, so maybe like 110 bucks, and you can get everything that comes out. Mm-hmm. That's what they say. Interesting. So we'll see. Maybe we'll give it a try. Oh, you do get expansion packs, though, it says. Mm-hmm. So you don't get everything with the box. No, there are expansions that come, too. Yeah. Okay. So All it right. sounds like, yeah, they'll just keep adding on things to it, and you can make your own decks from that. But everyone will have the cards available to them. Not like Magic, where you have to, if you have rare cards. Unless you don't buy the expansion packs. Yeah. It's <laughs> true. Yeah. So you include uh, that expansion pack with the set of cards, and then it just sort of gets thrown in there and use all the cards all the time. Mm-hmm. That sounds okay. I don't know. I'm not. Yeah. A, I played Magic for a while, but most of that was the excitement of that was being able to go out and make your own deck mm-hmm. and having different yeah. decks from somebody else. But then if someone has a really good card, you're fucked. And you're like, oh. Yeah, that is true. On. That did happen. So. Yeah, that's why they have tournament rules where you can't, you know... Use certain cards. Yeah, use certain cards. Mm -hmm. Instant death. Thrown (laughs) out of the uh, mix. Yeah. True. Okay, so this is another interesting news item. Coming in 2014, fall, the Disney Channel will broadcast a one-hour premiere of the new Star Wars animated TV series set between episodes three and four called Star Wars Rebels. Between three and four? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's another... Another Clone Wars stuff. Clone Wars possibility. But not called Star Wars, <laughs> Re- but called Star Wars, Star Wars Rebels. Rebels. So this makes it sound like it'll be them creating the Rebel Alliance. So in the Clone Wars, right. you get the Republic. It's still Republican Empire. Right. So it's after but that. But after that, then the uh, Empire seizes the, the clone troopers, right? We'll have to call it a, a new era name, like Rise of the Rebels. Yeah. Era. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, in between the 30 years where the force, you know. The Battle of Yavin. Battle of Yavin. In that 30 years, mm-hmm. you had the Clone Wars, the Rise of the Empire. Mm-hmm. And you also had the Rise of the Rebels. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or the creation of the Rebels. Well, Rise of the Empire is 1,000 to That's zero. Cool. Right. So then there's the battle. Mm-hmm. And then it's the Clone Wars. Yeah. Or it's the Clone no, it's Wars. The Clone is, Wars is during is the Rise of the Empire. Right, right, right. Yeah. So there's that 30-year period That's yeah. where it's like... I think it's more like There's 60, a lot going on. 60 year period because yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever the period, yeah, <coughs> yeah, the timing it's is hard to kneel it down exactly, but so almost set during the same time period, but mm-hmm. not quite a little bit after. Yep. So it they announced this. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, it could be wrapping up the clone war and starting the rebellion era. Sure. Um, <clears throat> they announced this during the celebration Europe two that took place in July. Or, no, I'm sorry. They'll be showing the uh, official trailer thing, um, premiere. At the Star Wars Celebration in Europe? Yeah. Which is what? This July? Um, yeah, it's just a first look. It's not going to be like the full oh, episode sure. or anything. But it's going to be just yeah. like a title sequence and some sound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, they show you a little bit here. There's a teaser and a couple different things, but it's going to be on Disney XD for regular airings. Do you have that channel? I do, yeah. That's okay. their, like, teen channel. Hmm. Okay. Because you get the Disney channel, which is, like, kids, and XD is, mm-hmm. like, teenagers, or preteen to tweens. teenagers. Tweens. yeah, sure, their <laughs> tween channel. Okay. But, hmm, hmm. all right. That could be all right. I, don't I think know. that's the channel that, like, the Marvel shows are on. Okay. So. What if that's going re- to be the replacement for the Clone Wars? Sounds like it. Yeah. Too bad they didn't just transfer the Clone Wars yeah. since it was such a popular show. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Okay. Uh, you found this next article. Why don't you take this over? This is the, uh, the one about the prequels, what they would have been like in 1981. Oh, yeah. There was um, from the, the... I got this from the Mary Sue, but it was on so, several different websites. But apparently Kazdan and Lucas were talking to each other about what the prequels were. Mm-hmm. And he uh, he kept these notes, I guess, this interview note. Okay. 
I don't have it open now, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was I was thinking maybe we should read it. You can be Lucas and I'll be Kasdan. <laughs> if you can get okay. your Lucas on, but your Lucas was terrible um. earlier, so I don't know that I want to do it. Um. Um. Nope. <laughs> you still lost it. That's all right. I, I mean, basically, a lot of the stuff that he was saying in 1981, is that one of the interviews from? Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm doing this from memory now because the website's not loading for me. There's a... Oh, here we go. Okay, a transcript of an early 80s conference with George Lucas... Mm-hmm. Where he d- discusses his prequel ideas with uh, Richard Marquand mm-hmm. and Kasdan. And now I can't. Oh, nice. It's because it's an iPad specific website. Oh. And it's loading it really weird. Huh. It's making yeah, it look very weird. Um, so, what did he say? He said. Okay. He, he said, basically said um, anybody could use the Force at one point, mm-hmm. that every person has access to the Force, which later turned out to be a lie. And when he actually made the prequel movies, you have to have many chlorines in your body to use the Force. It says here, I'll go through some of the plot stuff. The general plot's pretty similar with Anakin Skywalker, protege Obi-Wan, buddying up with the Emperor-to-be, who no one knew was bad because he seemed like a normal politician. But instead of killing Tusken Raiders and younglings, Anakin kills random Jedi on his missions across the galaxy. Uh, the president turning into the Empire... And Luke's mother suspects that something has happened to her husband. She's pregnant. Anakin gets worse and worse. And finally, Ben has to fight him and throws him down into a volcano. And Invaders is all beat up. Okay. So, that's... Okay, so... Not... (laughs) Remember uh, the Revenge of the Sith plot hole where Amidala dies in childbirth, even though uh, Leia clearly states in Jedi that she remembers her mother? Yep. This may be of interest. Uh, so Lucas said Leia and Luke's mother go to Alderaan and are taken in by the king there who is a friend of Ben's she dies shortly thereafter and Leia is brought up by her foster parents she knows that her real mother had died and then Kazan says she she does know that Lucas yes so we can bring that out when Luke is talking to her she can say that her mother died when I was two years old what Mm. about the yoga (laughs) it's a typo I'm assuming this is my favorite exchange in the whole bit Kasdan, the force was available to anyone who could hook into it. Yes, everybody can do it, says Lucas. Not just the Jedi. Lucas, it's just the Jedi who take the time to do it. Hmm. So that obviously was thrown apart when he introduced midichlorines and you have Mm -hmm. to have a high midichlorine count in order to use the force. Well, it says here too, Lucas said, like yoga, if you want to take time to do it, you can do it. But the ones who really want to do it are the ones that are into that kind of thing. Also like karate. (laughs) <laughs> that's why she said yoga. yeah okay yeah all right uh, another misconception is that yoda teaches the jedi but he's like a guru he doesn't go out and fight anybody so mm-hmm. obviously a lot of things if you continue you can look up this uh interview mm-hmm. or this conversation piece there's a lot of things that changed over time and it's kind of too bad that he didn't stick to his original thoughts mm-hmm. because then he wouldn't have had so many holes in the plot and like mm-hmm. really messed with the universe basically yeah so it'd be interesting to, like if he had written down the show the notes for the the new series the the new three movies that are coming out mm-hmm. um if they will stick closer to that script mm-hmm. if Kazden will be able to like actually will go back and be like probably shouldn't do this because of this this and this that was said earlier yep as opposed to just doing whatever you want okay so but right. yeah <clears throat> All right, oh, so the last uh, line of it is it's uh-huh. actually he says, uh, "So you mean he wouldn't be any good in a fight like Vader or uh, Yoda? Mm-hmm. Yoda wouldn't be any good in a fight." And Lucas says, "Not with Darth Vader, he wouldn't." And he Kazana says, "I accept that. I don't like it, but I accept it." Hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, I guess so. I accept that. I don't like it, <laughs> and he wouldn't be able to fight. Yeah. Well, what about okay the prequels where Yoda's like flipping around and doing. Yeah, exactly. Dooku and launching huge objects. I mean, based on this interview that he did in 1980, he completely mm-hmm. backed off on everything that he believed in. Yeah. For doing, and when he did the prequels, it's like mm-hmm. he just forgot what those movies were about. Which mm-hmm. I understand it's 20 years later, but. Yeah. They're 15, 16 years later. Kind of lame, though. Yeah, it's pretty lame. I think there's an extended version of that script, too. It just keeps going, but. I don't know. It's worth a look at if you want to just be reinvigorated to dislike the prequels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell me about this uh, Star Wars Doctor Who's fan. 
or Doctor Who clash. The, the clash of the Doctor Who fans and Star Wars fans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So in Eastern England. It was in Eastern England. Uh, there was basically a a rumble between Doctor Who fans and Star Wars fans mm-hmm. in Europe. <laughs> Apparently, they get pretty excited about the two rival groups were spoken. Oh, uh, were just fighting outside of a, an event in That's the it. Norwich Sci-Fi Club. Yeah, we were. It may have been over like a uh, football game. Who knows? Mm. <laughs> we, know, here, we know that the, well, the Europeans like to get rowdy. There's a, a history of bad blood between the two clubs: the Doctor Who Club and the uh, Star Wars Club. Yeah, it doesn't explain that what that history is. Um, but the, the flare-up was sparked when the treasurer of the science fiction or the sci-fi faction was asked to leave after he approached Doctor Who actor Graham Cole for an autograph. So. How dare you talk to our man? <laughs> between more than a dozen people milling outside the venue. That's all it was. It was people like probably yelling at each other. Yeah. Oh, no. Doctor, use the best. Oh, uh, I'm gonna, a Jedi. I'd have to imagine that the Star Wars fans would win because they at least have toy lightsabers. Yeah. You can't really do much with a sonic screwdriver. Sonic screwdriver. It's yeah. pretty small. It would have been awesome, though, if somebody would have got stabbed yeah. by like the back Shipped. end yeah, of a sonic <laughs> screwdriver. <laughs> Terrible weapon. I guess they could just shut the lightsabers off if they were real. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the Doctor versus a Jedi. Well, yeah, wins? I guess a screwdriver would be a better weapon in a fight than a, a prop lightsaber. Well, a real screwdriver. Right. But not a not mm-hmm. a doctor's screw a sonic screwdriver. If it was a real heavy movie prop. Sure. If they're yeah. like a metal one. Yeah. Maybe. But you could get if you get like a wood lightsaber. Yeah. Somebody had color in it in. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think in the real battle between the doctor and a Jedi, mm-hmm. Doctor might win. Really? I don't know. Just because like he can turn off the lightsaber with his sonic screwdriver. Mm-hmm. So now you're just down to hand-to-hand combat. Okay, what if it's Yoda and he's bringing down the ceiling on top of someone? Okay, that's true. Yeah. All right, that's not bad. Or Darth Vader can just choke him. Yeah, I guess the Doctor loses. Yeah. He's, he's quite witty, though. He could probably charm his way out of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's how he gets out of situations. So he might outsmart a Jedi, but then the Jedi mm-hmm. could just... Yeah. Jedi mind trick him. That's true. And all that stuff. I don't know. We should. I'd like to see this fight. Somebody should make a YouTube video. Round of this one battle. Fight. The Doctor versus Obi Wan or something. Darth Vader. Who would win? Okay. You also found an article about uh, speaking of England that they're filming episode um, seven in England. Yeah. Yeah. They're going back to where Star Wars was originally shot. Not the, mm-hmm. the exact same place, but they're going to go back to England. So maintain those brit actor mm-hmm. accents yeah i guess uh the movies have included production of the people in studios in elstree shepparton leavesden ailing and pinewood studios yep <laughs> so that was all that's like mm-hmm. the r- latest of the the rumors they get a huge tax break for doing it so, yeah yeah that's why a lot of mm-hmm. movies start shooting over there but yep uh, okay we'll have to start discussing how much of the uh the rumors you want to start like, how much do we want to spoil the new movies for ourselves? Because mm-hmm. you and I saw a Star Trek movie recently. Yeah. I liked. I was presently surprised because I had read zero about it. Mm-hmm. I had no expectations. Do you think there were... Well, probably on Twitter, there's a bunch of spoilers and people going to see the Star Trek movie. Yeah, and apparently early. there was a lot of... And spoiling out. Early conversations about Cumberbatch's character. His role in, in the movie? Yeah, his role yeah. in the movie. So, mm-hmm. And that could have been... Sp- Spoiler material. It was rumored. Mm-hmm. Well, so. actually, I heard one thing saying where someone asked directly if that's the character that he was playing in yeah. the movie, and then someone said, "No, are you crazy?" Yeah, and then Abram said, "No." Yeah, then it turned out to be the character. That's that he was true. Playing. Yeah. yeah, so stuff like that. I don't know. It's gonna get. It's gonna be hard not to talk about mm-hmm. it. Yep. But it's also would it be better not to? Yeah, we're gonna have to discuss this. Yeah, we will. So, so I don't know. We'll see how much of it is actually true, though. That's kind of the fun of the two is the rumor game. True. Is something like, did you hear that Luke Skywalker dies of a stroke? Yeah. I <laughs> you know, we're like, well, let's see first. <laughs> Just a stroke. That's yeah. what takes him out. <laughs> Four stroke. Four stroke. I hope it's a four stroke. That's uh, how he dies. That's what uh, Princess Leia is given in the back room. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I think the 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 end of the first movie is going to be like the ceremony scene in a new hope except mm. for it's going to be a funeral scene for luke mm, okay that's when i think grandpa luke dies okay that's gonna well, be the, that's my that's my guess they have uh 
a funeral and a celebration in well, Return of the Jedi. That's true. So, yeah, I'm going just for Luke's death. Okay, Luke uh, dies. Well, the Academy's got to be built up if that's the way that they're going. They'll have to build the Jedi, rebuild the Jedi Academy. Right. That's the rumor is that it's going to be about the, the new Jedi. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's oh, that's what I'm saying. New Jedi Order. Okay. So by the and end the of that, they'll have dies. the Academy and Luke's going to be he, dead. In the expanded universe, doesn't he live to be like a hundred and something? J.J. Abrams don't give a shit. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, he does have two Spocks. So. Yeah. There's going to be a battle between him and Kasdan, who's probably going to want to stick to the original mm-hmm. original lore. Yeah. And Abrams, who will create an alternate universe in whatever he does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know how we fix this? Alternate universe. <laughs> I really like, you know, in ter- terms of like sheer entertainment value, though, those Star Trek movies are really good, and Super 8 was really oh, good. yeah. So. yeah. I still enjoy them, but yeah. I understand why mm-hmm. core Star Trek fans are just like, what the fuck? Yeah, if that's <laughs> what you grew up watching and you're a huge Next Generation fan mm-hmm. and all that. And yeah, if you're a Star Trek fan and you haven't read the IO9 Q&A uh-huh. about Star Trek, mm-hmm. it's it's a good read. It kind of ruins the movie a little bit because mm-hmm. you start to think about so all the plot holes. See the movie first. See the movie the- first. Oh, yeah, no, it's it's got tons of spoilers in it. Mm-hmm. Definitely see the movie first. But even if you like the movie, once you start reading that Q&A, it's like, God, that movie has a lot of problems. Yeah. Uh-huh. But it's entertaining as shit. So. Okay. So I don't know. If, if he makes the next Star Wars movie at least watchable and entertaining, I think I'll be okay. But he can't mm-hmm. do what he did for Star Trek. Like, he yeah. can't completely upend the universe like that. Yeah. It'd be, that'd be shitty. Like a separate timeline with Luke mm-hmm. Skywalker being a Sith? Sure. And they yeah, meet something and like each that. other. <laughs> Well, anything could happen, oh. you know, the last, however later, much later it is. We don't even know mm-hmm. how much later it is yet. No, it's still speculation. Still rumor territory. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me about this bet that George Lucas and Spielberg had, this quote-unquote bet. Yeah, the, the bet that was going around. Apparently, during the filming of A New Hope, um, Steven Spielberg was also filming uh, Close, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Mm-hmm. And George Lucas thought that his movie was going to tank. Mm-hmm. So he goes and he visits Spielberg on the set of Close Encounters and says, I'll take 2.5% of your movie profits, mm-hmm. and you can have 2.5% of mine. Because he doesn't think that his money, yeah. his, his movie's like, going to make any money. He's like, feel better about it, George. Here, yeah. I'll give you 2.5% of that if you yeah. give me 2.5 of yours. Exactly. So they end up trading points, and now Steven Spielberg has made an estimated Forty-eight million dollars. Yeah, <laughs> off of that bet. Yeah. yeah, off of that bet, and probably royalties and yeah. I mean, that's merchandise. M- yeah, at some point, that's mostly that. royalties. But yeah. after the box office stuff, but <laughs> I mean, we all know how George Lucas made most of his money off of the action figures and mm-hmm. having that ownership of that line. Yep. So I don't know if that mean, meant that Spielberg also. I mean, after forty-three million dollars, if that's only two percent, the mm-hmm. movies haven't made. You know, well, maybe two. But it would be like four, that'd be like eight billion dollars. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so he has to be getting a percentage of the action figures and anything with Star Wars on it. Let's take a look. Because he, he must have got 2.5% of Star Wars anything mm. in order to get $48 million. Yeah, that, doing the math on that. Yeah. Um, let's take a look. I mean, it is a, a multi billion dollar. And then whether or not he got money for the buyout from Disney. You know, if that got parceled down too, so mm-hmm. so forty three or forty eight million dollars divided by. Yeah, I'd have to multiply it by. Uh, Will it be nineteen billion? Yeah, that's what it comes. So up. like or, everything. Yeah, like anything Star Wars attached. <laughs> so I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah, he also said it was the most he's ever made, hmm. which I find hard to believe. More than. Indiana Jones and yeah, there was. A, I'm looking for the line he said. Um, Star Wars oh, was a phenomenon. I was happy the beneficiary of a couple of points from that movie, which I'm still seeing money today. It was the most money I ever made, but it was a meager success story. No, that's oh, Close Encounters was okay. Yeah, I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read that in reverse, but wait, one thousand. Million is one billion. A th- well, a h- yeah, but you need a yeah or hundred. Yeah, so okay, so it's almost it was, two billion was yeah. the total earnings, and um, then and then two percent of that would be forty, 
46 million. Okay, I guess yeah. it would just be the movies then. Yeah. Yeah. The movies have probably made 2 billion. Didn't Avengers make more than This is just the first movie though. Yeah, but over it didn't make a billion in at that time. No. So, I mean, maybe after being re-released and sold DVD copies yeah. and VHS and Blu-ray, mm. I could see. Okay, so maybe Avengers just make? the movie. A billion yeah. worldwide. Mm. Hmm. So. But that was just box office. Yeah. You know, that's not counting DVD sales and everything. Crazy. Okay. So, yeah, if, 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 if George Lucas ever wants to give you a percent of anything. <laughs> take it. Take it. Take it. <laughs> Although he doesn't own a percent of anything right now. No. And I guess you probably wouldn't have wanted a percent of Red Tails. Right. Maybe you would have. I don't know how that movie did overall. It did pretty bad. I think it flopped. I don't know about worldwide. Um, speaking of action figures and stuff, I bought this Ultimate Star Wars Ultimate Action Figure Collection written by Steven Sansweet. Mm-hmm. Um, came out this year. Um, this is a list of the complete and definitive collection of nearly 2,500 Star Wars action figures produced over the past 35 years. Uh, fans and collectors can finally trace the evolution of all characters in toy form from the original, from their original first appearance through the designs of today, with the pages of amazing and inventive variations crafted to tell the stories of Dark Skywalker, Darth Maul, or did I say Dark Skywalker? You said Dark Skywalker. <laughs> Luke Skywalker, Darth Maul, and literally hundreds more. Uh, compiled by Stephen J. Sansweet, owner of the world's largest private collection of Star Wars memorabilia, the book also showcases the details of the rare, popular, forgotten, and beloved figures coveted by fans of the world over, drawing from the feature films, video games, and comics of the, the vast Star Wars universe. So this book came out this year. Um, it came out... Um, this year? Yeah, I was going to say, no, I was going to say like three months ago. Okay. It was available. Pretty recent. So it was, it was just published. But it has tons of Star Wars action figures in here. There's, if you look under Darth Vader's variations, there's probably like 65 Darth Vader figures in here. That's pretty nuts. Yeah. And it's got, you know, every edition, uh, Darth Vader lava reflection edition. Does it, like, even ha- does it have like, uh, what's that big giant toy company? Not the... Uh, Gentle Giant? Gentle Giant. Does it include no, like Gentle Giant stuff or it's just... Just action figures. Like Hasbro. Yeah. And- no busts. Okay, um, but it's got Clone Wars, so it's up to date with all the latest ones too. What was that Darth Vader that you could take all the pieces off? Uh, who made that one? Yeah, it, it's nice. I like it that it's separated by character. Mm-hmm. So if you just look up Chewie, it's Chewie, and it's like ten versions of Chewie. But yeah, which one? Which other one is there? Yeah, there was one of them where he's in pieces, and you could reconnect them. Um, there's also just trying to get through the clone trooper section. Yeah, a million clone troopers in there. Um, so there's 3,500 different characters, and it's about, I don't know, 300-page book. And you can find it on Amazon. Ooh, look at this Darth Vader holiday yeah, one. Holiday Vader. <laughs> holiday edition. That's it's, almost bust-like. Mm-hmm. And then the Darth Vader New York Toy Fair, where he's all silvery. Mm-hmm. And this guy has probably been to all the celebration ones. He's got all those figures, too. Yeah, I mean, he's, God, there's a lot. Yeah. It's a what, serious collection. What is what is in Darth Vader's hand there? It's supposed to be a lightsaber. I don't know what it is, but it looks like a flare gun. It really does. <laughs> yeah. So I'd, I'd recommend this book if you want a cool, like, coffee table book. Just people can page through if they if you've got nerdy friends like me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like, um, I was looking through it earlier, and they had the Ahsoka uh, oh, yeah. action figures. There's one that's mm-hmm. kind of, like, realistically figured. Mm-hmm. You know, where she looks like a, an actual human. And then there's one that's yeah. like the cartoon shape. So it's yeah. like ungodly s- <laughs> small. This is really awkward. And I like, yeah, the Clone Wars figures are kind of neat because they're more cartoony. Mm-hmm. And God, there's a lot of them. There's a ton of clone troopers. RF clone trooper, ATRT mm-hmm. Walker. And he's got, uh, he's got like gray splotches, all over, brown splotches. Commander Cody, ARC troopers, all those. All over the place. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd recommend that book. Pick it up if you uh, if you like Star Wars figures and you want to go to go down memory lane. Mm-hmm. Get some sweet ass Jar Jar Binks ones in here. No, no. <laughs> I'm surprised at how many comic book um, figures there have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Just quite a few out of the comics. Some legacy action figures in here. I didn't realize that they did that. Mm-hmm. So, oh wow, the Han Solo Yavin ceremony from 2011 looks really awkward. 
They make him almost look like a, uh, like the Clone Wars. Oh yeah, part, like cartoon version of him. He's got a really big head and super skinny. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Check out that book. Kind of a neat find. Mm-hmm. See all the variations of how what people think these stars look like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's so. about 300 Boba Fett characters in there too. If, if that's up your alley. Man. I'm Commander Cody, your new boss. Prepare to fire. Incoming. Roger, Roger. Move! Move! All batteries return fire! Mission accomplished, sir. Speaking of uh, clone troopers and junk, we played the Star Wars Republic Commando mm-hmm. for PC, right? You played the PC version? Yes. Did it come mm-hmm. out for consoles as well? Yeah. It also came out for 360, I believe. Okay. Um, I guess that makes sense. I was kind of hoping that I'd, it's not an automatic... Uh, controller support through the PC, so mm-hmm. it's mouse and keyboard. Yep. For a pers- first-person shooter. Yep. Um, details. Let me go to that. Yeah, sure. First, my uh, my initial impressions of it were, it plays fine. Mm-hmm. It is a first-person shooter with a uh, squad control. It's a little yeah. tough at times. Did you play it on normal mode? Yes. Okay, I played it on easy just because I wanted to get through some of it. Sure. <laughs> um, it uh, it has. Okay, it's a first-person shooter. Uh, I think it has one-to-four-player co-op. Really? Possibly. Uh, it says 16 players online, and there's online competitive so team So we could have been playing together? Matches. Yeah. We should have tried. Well, that's one of the criticisms of this is they say that uh, the multiplayer sucks and that nobody's playing it. Oh, it's versus? Um, it's not story mode? Yeah. Because it is a squad that you're mm-hmm. with. I guess it would, it would have made yeah. more sense to be able to go through the story with somebody else. I'll read you uh, the synopsis of this game. Sure. It says here, uh, Enter the dark military side of the Star Wars universe as squad leader of a Republic Special Operations Unit. You are a Republic commando. You must infiltrate deep behind the enemy lines and lead your elite team on precise operations, lurking in the shadow, striking at will. Explore the military side of the Star Wars universe like never before. Uh, Explore eight diverse environments, including the hostile surface and subterranean settings of the planet Genosis the massive machine-like interiors of Separatist core ship, a disabled and overrun Republic assault ship, and the lower jungles and three cities of the Wookiee home planet of Kashyyyk. Hmm. When, you take the special opera- uh, when you take on special operations that feature hostage rescue, infiltration, data retrieval, assassination, assault, sabotage, and reconnaissance objectives. Yeah. Access to more than 12 authentic weapons, including the Republic Commando firearm, the DC-17M, and secondary weapon, the DC-15S blaster pistol, as well as enemy weapons such as the Slaver shotgun and Genosian Elite Beam Wargun. Innovative squad combat utilizing uh, intuitive and accessible smart squad command system featuring squad markers and stances. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, it was released by LucasArts. Um, It was a LucasArts joint through and through, published and developed. Metacritic is thirty or seventy-eight right now. Uh, user score is eight point seven. Uh, one thing I noticed about the PC version is that it was uh, um, it wasn't uh, nineteen twenty by ten eighty resolution mm-hmm. wasn't featured. Right. Um, what did you have your scaled as? I don't even know. Oh, honestly, the, the default or whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever the default was. Okay, because so, mine only went up to like twelve eighty or something like that. You need more than twelve eighty. <laughs> well, like twelve eighty by seven sixty eight. Sure, yeah, that's seven twenty. Yeah, or seven. I mean, it's, yeah, it's not amazing looking. How, when is when was the game released? Um, two thousand five, I think. Okay, well, it it's it doesn't have the. It is like an eight year old game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so. but some of those games did have. Oh, it was released. Yeah, March first, two thousand five. Some yeah. of those games do have ten eighty resolution. If their goal was consoles at that point, though, mm-hmm. you yeah. wouldn't need over ten eighty. But that I, mean, I don't think it looks terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've certainly seen better-looking games, but yeah. for an eight-year-old game, I think it plays pretty well, and I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And playing it on normal, I, there are times where I'm struggling a little bit, but not okay. like unnecessarily. Yeah, I don't like first-person cover shooters. Sure, uh, we have to get behind and like use the C to crouch or whatever mm-hmm. over you're mapping it. It just seems like you can't really see 
you know, you can't lean against anything like in a third-person game? I stay behind my squadron most of the time. Oh, okay, let them get shot. <laughs> yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. I, I, would note, I did notice that there are, there's a couple of faults, like there's some gameplay issues, which is you can't shoot certain characters before they're in a certain area. Mm-hmm. Even though you can see them and you can shoot at them, they yeah. won't take damage. Yeah. <laughs> like if they're far away. It's all scripted. Which is really weird. Yeah, yeah the, some of the scriptedness of it. Um, you have to be really specific, especially in normal mode. You have to utilize every squad position. Mm-hmm. Like if you miss them, you you probably will die. Yeah. Like if you don't make your squad go into a cover position, which is basically pointing at an area and pressing F. Mm-hmm. If you don't use those, then... you you probably won't pass certain stages they just stand around like they'll shoot but like they don't they don't they get hit really easily Mm. so can you revive them once they're down you can yeah and so the squad based stuff is interesting i don't know how like it's very specific though it doesn't offer you a lot of freedom it's just Mm -hmm. like you have to post two of the squad here and just make sure that they're not out in the open. Otherwise, the, the AIs run around on their own and shoot just fine. But mm-hmm. in certain areas, it, it's very scripted. It's like there's a Geonosin flying in with the elite beam, mm-hmm. which takes out your squad, but you can't shoot at them until they're like right up on you. Yeah. It's weird stuff like yeah. that. Where and, and then you end up at walking to a door, and your squad has to be in a specific position. Like you're going to set the, mm-hmm. the door to, to blast it open. And there's like a hologram version of your squad standing in certain positions. Have you come across this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where they're standing in a certain position. And so like you go and you activate that animation and then they just go stand in that position. It's like, why are those, <laughs> why are they hologram there? I don't yeah. understand. I think that's where they're supposed to be. But I, I they're going to do that on their own. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's very weird. But overall, I'm, I'm kind of enjoying it. So. so they had, yeah, they made it seem like, okay, we're going to give our characters personalities mm-hmm. and the Republic commandos are supposed to be like the elite right. Republic. Um, they kind of banter a little bit, but forces. it's highly yeah. repetitive banter. Yeah. Every time the guy goes to set a charge, he says, uh, what is it, red to blue or blue to red? Mm-hmm. And then another guy says, um, you're the bombs expert explosives expert you should know mm-hmm. but that happens like every yeah. third explosive that you put down so, <laughs> so it stops like being 65 funny. times yeah yeah and it wasn't that funny in the, in the first place but here's what GameSpot said uh pedestrian and unimaginative multiplayer mode is the only notable flaw in the game that otherwise plays looks and sounds fantastic this is this in 2005 yeah i can see on 2005 so. this would be a pretty mm-hmm. good game uh, IGN said presentation is really what carries Republic Commando farther than it could have gone on its own. It comes with a grand score, good voice work, mm-hmm. lovely animation, and great artistic style and polish. I don't know. I'm going to say that the it looks like all the um, I only played one level, the first mission, um, yeah. but it was really repetitive. All the terrain, yeah, all the enemies were identical. Pretty well, much. sure. I mean, they're droids yeah. and the Geonosis well, and the yeah, it was just the like. Bugs. They made three character models. Did you get to the part where you had to slaughter the the, the infant bugs? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We go part, through the yeah. eggs, but some of them hatch, and yeah. you're basically just murdering children. Yes. <laughs> I did think it was kind of intense for a, a LucasArts game, because you were, like, shooting bugs apart. And yeah. They're exploding, and there's yeah, they do fall guts everywhere. Yeah. Like, so oh, it's fairly right. violent. Yeah. And I think it's shooting a team, kids. team game. It definitely mm-hmm. is. Um, let's see. GameSpy says the multiplayer game is subpar and underpopulated, but the single player game is slick, polished, frantic, and exciting. They gave it an 80. So IGN gave it an 82. GameSpot gave it an 87. One Up said, uh, as a promotional tool for Revenge of the Sith, it's spectacular. I had not previously been particularly excited for Episode 3, but the machinations alluded to the in game really are those that drive the mythology forward. It's going to be a spectacular finale to the series. They gave it 80%. Uh, Games Radar gave it a 70. That seems a little overblown, Yeah, that review. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. It's uh, great that you can run and gun without too much squad commanding hassle, but Star Wars Republic Commando simplicity is its biggest problem. Gamers hoping to give their brain a workout will be disappointed. It's true. Yeah, it's just kind of a shoot and... Yeah, run and gun. Cover. Yeah. Yeah, yeah other than that, that minor squad control, which does <clears throat> come across as pointless most of the time. Yep. Um, it's fine. Um, PC Gamer gave it a 62 and they said the second problem is that your squad will heal each other and you you quote unquote die only when your entire squad has been felled yeah so 
when you get knocked down, one of your squad mates can come over and revive you. Right. Yeah, they give you a menu option for to have <laughs> them continue doing mm-hmm. what they were doing, which usually means if they kill everybody around you, they'll come and heal you, or they have to revive you immediately. Okay. There's been a couple times where I've been downed, mm-hmm. and then just I just wait mm-hmm. for a good five minutes <laughs> while they kill everyone while they kill everyone because as long as there isn't a massive um enemy if it's just smaller enemies they'll take care of it just fine if there's a big mm-hmm. enemy around they can't handle it on their own yeah so i'm just sitting there waiting like while they take out all the battle droids just like, <laughs> you can hear them and you can kind of move your head and see kind of what's going on mm-hmm. it would have been cooler if you would have been able to watch from different points of view kind of like you can in a lot of um multiplayer games Mm-hmm. You kind of see what's going on while you're dead, right? Like when you die you in uh, just Unreal or something, barely hear yeah. it. But mm-hmm. they'll say things like, "Oh, just give me a minute, sir. <laughs> give me a minute." Okay, so this game was released. Uh, it's an Unreal Two uh, game. It was released on the original Xbox. That's why. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Use the Unreal Engine, um, backwards compatible for the 360 with the patch. Yeah, that's cartoony. Mm-hmm. I remind, like I thought it was more to do with Clone Wars. I didn't hadn't read this Wikipedia. I thought it had more to do with the TV series, the mm-hmm. animated TV series. Which when I then saw the look, I was like, this kind of looks like that. Yeah. So this, I could see how this would be a game for uh, the TV series. But if it was for the movies, yeah, it looks a little cheesy. Yeah. Um, but again, Xbox original. Original Xbox, not 360. Yeah. Which this 360 would have been around at that point, or no, it would have just come out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then they also said that Republic Commando 2 was in the works. Mm, I never finished it. Yeah, that's too bad. I mean, it, again, an eight-year-old game. I'm still kind of enjoying it. You don't usually like first-person shooters, anyways. No, so, I was uh, hesitant to get this even to play it because I. I don't like first-person shooters, and on top of it, it's a Clone Wars like first-person shooter, so mm-hmm. it was already losing points. Yeah, <laughs> I'm right. With person as a fan of most first-person or first-person shooters in general, it's a mm-hmm. it's a it's fine. Mm-hmm. Again, it's old. Yeah, it shows its age at times, but for a mindless shooting game, mm-hmm. it's enjoyable. the 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 character actors are pretty good. I mean, it's the same that you would hear in. The Clone Wars. It is yeah. the same actor as the clones. Mm-hmm. Um, How would you line this up against a game that came out around the same time, Halo, the first Halo game? About the same. Yeah, in terms I mean, of graphics and quality. I'm trying to remember what the first Halo really looked like. But the multiplayer in that game was much better, first Halo. Well, yeah, because yeah. tons of people were playing. Yeah, because yeah. everybody. Gulch. Yeah. yeah. I don't know about, I mean, the multiplayer in this would probably be pretty boring because mm-hmm. uh, the movement's fairly limited. Yeah. There's no jumping well, there's that jumping. much. There's but, but you're not, like, you jumping. Really yeah, yeah, there's no reason to really jump around. But um, you don't jump around on the single player when you're playing Halo, really. No. But in multiplayer, was jumping. Yeah, there was jumping. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I could do was jump. So, yeah, mm. compared against, like, an ongoing one of the best shooters ever. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It doesn't that's hold up. But not a fair comparison, I guess. Yeah. It's still entertaining in a way. Mm-hmm. Did you kill uh, an enemy up close, like one of the bugs? Mm-hmm. And they splatter in your visor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got that. Mm-hmm. I'm like forcing you know your squad to every once in a while to tell them to heal, but every once in a while they'll go heal on their own. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that you're not micromanaging them, I kind of like. Yeah, but you can if you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, not terrible. It's too bad. It's too bad it didn't get to expand and like get better as other first-person shooters got better. Well, it sounds like, too, we didn't get to the end of the game, but it sounds like in the game they uh, you fight off, you know, Battle of Kashyyyk, mm-hmm. and then Yoda shows up, um, and then it's like, all right, good job, get ready for your next mission. Like, they're preparing it for Public Commando 2, and they never made it. Hmm. Um, Must have just sold horribly. Yeah. But I could, if, if the Xbox 360 had come out around that time, I could see how... Mm-hmm they were trying to latch on to a, a dying system and probably sold poorly. Yeah. Like, it's a weird time to come out. George, man, LucasArts really likes to start up stuff and just drop it. Yeah. Eh, whatever. Never mind. Oh, here we go. Okay. Especially one that was highly rated. Yeah. Like, they don't get many games that are that well rated. <laughs> you think they would have made another one. Um, a sequel to the game was uh, already planned and well ahead of production of Republic Commando. The game was titled Star Wars Imperial Commando, and was based on the Imperial Commando units of the Empire's elite ground combat troops. 
However, the project only went as far as concept paintings and was canceled. Hmm. That's too bad. I would have liked to see this continue. Mm-hmm. Would you play it as a stormtrooper if they did like a episode four? And they just kept going. Imperial commando. Yeah, I think so. Person shooter. I don't know. How would you base that though? Like mm-hmm. you'd have to take out different battles. Yeah. You know. You'd have to try and uh, kill the Jedi's. <laughs> you weren't like killing Ewoks. <laughs> yeah. Like, on the Battle of Endor, <laughs> on the side of the Republic, or of the Empire. That'd be weird. Mm-hmm. That'd be really funny. <laughs> It says here, Republic Gen- uh, Commando has generally review- received good reviews and mostly minor complaints. It said that the players uh, most enjoyed this, the Star Wars experience despite the lack of Jedi. So I don't think you actually s- you see uh, General Grievous and Yoda. At some point? At some point, but not while you're um, doing missions. Hmm. That's all. Um, not bad. I mean, for what we paid for it, combat. five bucks. Yeah, five bucks. Whatever you can get it on mm-hmm. Steam for. Yeah. It's probably one of the better Star Wars games you can get on Steam. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, and there's some variation in the shooting. There's assault weapons that you don't use; your squad uses. Yeah. But mm-hmm. Did you get the the uh, elite laser beam? Yes. Okay. And then the sniper rifle attachment you get. Yeah. Too. The elite laser beam where it has like that weird creepy hand that's on your arm. Yeah. It's like clicking the whole time. Mm-hmm. That's weird. I thought yeah. that was kind of odd. That's the the bug bug laser. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I say I say if you enjoy first-person shooters and you like star wars mm-hmm. specifically clone wars era stuff yeah give it a shot mm-hmm. like it's cheap yeah the graphics aren't great you could probably go to gamestop uh, and picks up pick up an xbox version yeah, original for xbox could you i wonder if you could play it on the 360 probably it does not. say yeah with a patch you can oh you can it's got backwards yes but you have to have there's some weird requirements for a 360 where you have to have an official xbox hard drive you can't have a third-party hard drive interesting in order to play it um, and then you have to have a patch. So you have to have the internet connection to download patches and upgrades and all that. Oh, sure. So, I don't know. Xbox is weird about it. Won't be able to play it on Xbox but, One. Yeah, though. the future PS3 or PS4 and the One the won't, one. won't let you play old yeah. games. Nope. So you are SOL. No more backwards compatibility, which is weird. Even with games that are from the marketplace, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, those that you download games. And you'd heard that the, like somebody had made a chipset that's basically the Xbox 360 and like one chip. Mm, yeah, like they yeah. could have added like one chip and just gonna, made, put the whole Xbox on there. I think at E3 they're going to announce that they're having the classic system. Yeah, the Xbox Classic, where it's going to be like a hundred bucks and yeah. have the one chip on it. Yeah, that makes sense. So, not that I need another 360, but whatever. No, no. All right. Okay, so for the next episode, we're going to uh, watch the Clone Wars Volume 2 mm-hmm. animated uh, series. We should pick out another game. The Clone yeah. Wars 1 that we were uh-huh. originally going to do, I cannot install on my computer. Why not? It just won't do it. Like it, it, it like bogs out like halfway through. You should try and oh, really? see if you can install it on yours. Hmm. It does I thought not it went like through. It. Yeah. Like it looks like it does, but then when I go to open it, nothing. Well, hmm. it's weird. Okay, we'll look into that. Yeah. We'll figure something out. It might, um, it might explain it's 30% score. Yeah. Whatever it <laughs> Works on about one out of three computers. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. And then we're going to talk about some comics. Uh, we've got a backlog of comics to talk mm-hmm. about. And there's also June 5th comes out uh, Fire Carry number five. Is that five out of five? Yeah. So that's yeah. the final final issue of, fi- of final Dark Times. issue of the Dark Times. Fire Carrier. Kukruk. Kukruk. Mr. Kukruk. Uh, Legacy Book One, hmm, hardcover. Okay, we don't. Uh, we'll yeah, see. that's just a trade. Yeah, um, Star Wars Number Six comes out June twelfth. I wonder how long they're gonna go with it now. I don't know. It's indefinite at this point. Let me just go into this and see if it, it tells us now how many issues. You haven't gotten the latest one. Nope, it's Han Solo heavy. Oh, hmm. so they get okay. more into Han Solo's story. All right. Uh, and then into June, the Ninth Assassin, Legacy 4, mm-hmm. and uh, Spiral Trade, but don't get that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Stay away from the Spiral. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what it looks like for June. Nice. Um, so we'll... Oh, number seven is already on here, so it's going to at least seven. <laughs> Interesting. Seven and number eight. Keep them coming. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Um, 
And we'll pick out oh. another game. Okay, it looks like eight. Yeah, we'll figure out another game, too. So that's all we got for this issue. Please follow us on Twitter. Yep. The Space Bros. Yeah. Uh, the Facebook group is still pretty active. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you can so email us. Email to the Space Bros at gmail.com. And yeah. uh, you can even ask on Steam. I don't know if you want to do that. Why you'd want to do we that. We have a Steam account? No, we don't. Okay. We can make a Steam group, I guess. Our individual Steam accounts? We could make a Steam group. Yeah, we should make a Steam group and then uh, put codes in there for games. Sure. That sounds good. Hmm. Look for that. Look into that. Mm-hmm. We'll let you know next time. Yeah. All right. Okay. Check us out. Episode 27. Till next time. Next time. All wings report in. Red 10 standing by. Red 3 standing by. Red 6 standing by. Red 9 standing by. Red 2 standing by. Red 11 standing by. Red 5 standing by. Fighters coming in point three. Ah. <laughs> <laughs>